Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf, fella. Hey, this is Robbie, a.k.a. The Heat Daddy, and you're listening to Missing Curfew, fella. Fella, my man, Monday's up, dog. That's right, baby. Um, thanks to uh, Week Daddy, Weegsy, who's over in Europe, Daddy. Just I saw mixing his, it. I saw his Instagram uh, post from uh, Budapest, Hungary. Supposed to be a fucking city, man. What's the name of the town, huh? Budapest. Have you ever been to Hungary? No, you went to Turkey. Uh, no, but we played Hungary, and I took that guy's head off one time in the World Championship. Yeah, poor fucker. I yeah, yeah, you know what? Actually, pull blast. that clip up of Uppy saying but Makar should have been suspended and pull that clip up. I got suspended. You, you, two games. You should have been fucking kicked out of the league forever. Two, now two games at World Championships. I think I'm the only guy to get <laughs> sussy at the World Championship. Um, I was clean, though. I loved it. It was great. Heads up there. <laughs> fucking team hungry. This is how we play over on the other well, side. I had of the so much room on the ice. I was just, if you watch the shift when, you know, fans can. Fucking I was just skating around like I was fucking doing drills. Princey, I want you to find the clip, and I want to do a poll of how many games Upshaw would get for this hit. Now, not even World Championship, NHL. You would have got fucking 20 games. Yeah, but no one in the NHL is ever going to put themselves in that spot because the guy no. was skating up the ice with his head down. I know, but you would have got kicked out of the playoffs. You would have been like Rafi Torres style. <laughs> You're fucking out of here, Upshaw. Um, so thank you to Weegsy, baby. Uh, Updog, we got Robbie, a.k.a. The Heat Daddy. Heat Daddy. Um, social presence. Uh, this guy seems like a beauty. I wanted to, We wanted to get him on. So I think our fans will love him. Yeah. I think I would say 90% of our fans and our listeners that are hockey listeners follow this kid. Don't yeah. know who he is. Yeah. So here he is. Heat Daddy. Coming at you. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Up talk, my man. Big boy. What's up, fella? Hey, we're listening. We're trying to figure out this podcast game, this social <laughs> media game. We, we don't fucking know what we're doing, but this kid does. So we figured, uh, I think I had a little Instagram live with him too for, for a minute with Kevin Connolly. But yeah, uh, well, when you have a last name like this, you got to be fucking, yeah. you got to be buzzing. So uh, Robbie, AKA the Heat Daddy fella. What's up? Thanks for joining the boys. What an outfit. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. This is cool. When you bring babes home, do you wear that outfit? Like, did you, do you go full on like helmet with the tinted visor and the Jersey? What do you got? 69 on the back of that thing? Yeah, I actually do, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you see it? <laughs> Bone daddy. Uh, That's good stuff. Uh, yeah. It doesn't come off. Um, I actually got the helmet surgically attached to my head. So uh, even if they want it off, it doesn't come off and it fucking stinks. So um yeah, I just got to battle through it. You give her like the stinky finger too. Eh? It's like hockey gloves. Like only a, a girl that dated a hockey guy understands what the hockey gloves are. 
Yeah, for sure. Like I have these on for this and it'll reek the rest of the week. But uh, <laughs> like I said, you just got to keep battling through it. It is what it is. You're like, hey, babe, is that you or me? Is that my hockey gloves? Or is that <laughs> you that's sticking? <laughs> hey, it's like, were you one of those guys that come home from like practice and just throw your gear in the middle of the living room and let it just air out or what? Yeah, for sure. My billets were so mad, dude. I, I uh, like every time I brought my gear home because I played like junior F hockey and half the time we couldn't even leave our gear at the rink. Uh, cause our rinks sucked. So, um, yeah, I just throw my shit everywhere and stink up the whole house. It was a nightmare. Would this be your style? If you're in the show right now, would you go tint advisor Ovi style? Or is this like, what, uh, or is this just your part of your character? But if, if you were playing, would you go tint advisor? Ah, uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think I'm talented enough to pull <laughs> it off. I feel like you have to have some skill, but maybe who knows? Um, yeah, I would definitely do something extravagant for sure. Hey, let's go back. Obviously, you're a Long Island boy. Um, you obviously played hockey growing up, but how, how did the Heat Daddy thing start? How, how did you get into social media? Like, were you, are we always intrigued in it? And it just kind of started flowing for you? Yeah, so um, I used to tweet a lot on my personal account, and it got to the point where I was on a team in New Jersey, and the GM was like, hey, you kind of have to stop tweeting this shit. And in my head, I knew, like, hey, I'm not playing Division One hockey. I'm not going to get paid to play this sport. Like, I kind of... I don't have to have the cleanest image. Um, so <laughs> I stopped tweeting on my personal account and I watched a YouTube video uh, made by Ottawa ghost. It was called uh, Danny Heatley uh, in the house. And I saw it and I just thought it was, you know, fucking hilarious. And I kind of, I kind of was that comedy was right up my alley. So I basically made a, a, a different account with uh, the Heatley profile picture kind of ended up narrating his career a little bit, mixing in shit I was doing. Um, and it went from there. Yeah, it was, it was weird. I was just, uh, pretty much it was a spinoff of that YouTube. It was awesome. Yeah. We're going to, you just brought up a great, uh, like a great story. It brings me back to, I lived in Kelowna when he did that cribs and he lived like not far from me, maybe, maybe five fucking minutes down the lake. And when that video came out, I was like, whoever is doing this voiceover, like this is so bang on it's and and if you know yeah. heater and we played both play with heater, heater's the man like he loves crushing beers he loves just fucking like oh look at all these fucking sticks in here look yeah. at this fucking big beer bin all <laughs> yeah, they do is yeah, put yeah. beers in there but but our fans like they probably have no idea maybe well most of them do about this video we got to post it because it obviously gave you a light to you know bring in his comedy because he's hilarious yeah, man. I, I remember when he was shooting pucks into the lake with no shoes on. <laughs> I remember like I would be doing the same. I would be like in the driveway of my billet's house, with, like no shoes on. And me and my roommates were just like drinking. And like we were just doing asinine stuff. Like we were just drinking Jaeger bombs and like firing pucks and stuff like that. And um, I actually messaged a dude on YouTube. I'm like, hey, I'm a big fan. And I made this little spin off Twitter and I can't, I think he replied. It was like, cool, but it, it had like 300 followers or not even, it was just like hockey guys. I knew, um, never expected it to go anywhere, but yeah, I got to credit him for like starting that persona. And I just, um, related to it. So I ended up, you know, making a Twitter about it and yeah, it just, it was weird how it took off. Yeah. You seem like you would have been a good locker room guy, right? Me and Updog took pride in being a locker room guy. When, when you played junior hockey, were you the type of guy that loved being in the room and, and that just kind of came natural to you? Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, that was like, you know, that's that's actually probably the reason I aged out. Um, I played till 21 and I knew, I knew like at 18, you know, this is just, I wanted to play as long as possible, um, be with the boys as long as possible. 
um you know the bus ride everything you guys yeah. you guys know all that shit um but yeah it was that was a huge part of it for me for sure like i was getting healthy you know 12 13 14 <laughs> games in a row i did not really care obviously i wanted to play but yeah. i was having a good time regardless yeah well did you throw any big chews you look like you might have threw a chew in back in the day on the bus where you were one of the guys that if i said he daddy throw me some school mint where you were you chewing back there? Or what were you doing? Playing cards a or what were you doing? A, li a little bit. Yeah. I was more of a drinker to be honest with you. Like I know you could do both, but um, I kind of, I got into the dip a little bit my first year. And then I actually went home my first summer back at home from being away. My mom saw, saw a tin. I think it was like something really greasy. It was like kayak grape and, and oh. uh, yeah, she, oh. she was like, don't do that stuff. Blah, blah, blah. And I kind of like leaned off it. I leaned into the, you know, the juice instead. <laughs> but yeah, on the bus, um, yeah, just, yeah, cards, all that stuff, yeah. Robbie, what is this uh, podcast, you know, so you, you started this, you know, Twitter handle. Um, what kind of doors has this opened up for you? Like, obviously, you played hockey and now and you, you got like a knack for it. Half the stories you probably share on Twitter are like, what's up in your sick mind? But what, what kind of, like, what kind of doors has this opened for you? Like, have you... Um, Anyone ever approach you on doing something? I know you had a podcast uh, that you did at APM, Wet Jeans. But like, what what, what yeah. do you see this turning into? And what do you you know? What's your ultimate goal with it? Um, you know what I, I I'm a big writer. I really like to write stuff like that. But I really I don't have like the I'm I don't want to call it say I'm lazy, but it's tough to sit <laughs> down and you know write like a comedy or something like that. Um, but eventually probably something like that to be involved in some sort of TV production or, or movie or something like that. But for doors opened a lot, man, like really random stuff. Like I've, I'll give you a quick example. Like I, uh, when I was selling t-shirts in my dorm, um, that was going really well for me. And I remember just pissing all the money away. Like it wasn't a lot of money, but for a college kid it was, and I was just pissing it away. And I was like, I got to do something. So I, I ended up getting my real estate license um, to try to, you know, invest in something. And I actually ended up selling a bunch of houses to like guys in the league, um, a lot of athletes, like six, seven years down the line. So, uh, up until recently. So I actually like guys on the coyotes or, and stuff like that. I'm actually like their realtor and people don't believe that at all. And I don't blame <laughs> them. Um, but that's an opportunity that came my way. Um, even like my, you know, my real estate brokers, like who the fuck is this kid? Cause you know, I kind of have long hair. I, I'm never in the office literally. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a big door for me that opened. Um, so I could do that. And then on the side, pursue like creative stuff, you know? So, so how did the wet jeans podcast start? I mean, you know, me and Updog, we, we just started this thing that kind of rolled for us. Was it the same thing for you? Just you and your buddy, I think his name's Andy champs. How, how yeah. did you guys get it going? You guys know each other a long time party together or what's your relationship with him? Yeah. So I was building in uh, Concord, New Hampshire, which great people, but it's an absolute dump. And like when <laughs> we would go out, I, I actually, I wasn't really kind of going out at the time, but my, the kid I lived with, uh, that was his friend. So I kind of got involved with that friend group and we would go to UNH and party, come back uh, to Concord back and forth. And since from that, we were just good friends. Um, I ended up going to Arizona state. He went to a few other schools, ended up transferring in Arizona state. Cause I think he was looking at my Instagram stories. Like what the fuck am I doing in Chicago at, you know, it's cold. Um, but yeah. And, and we just, um, 
I just knew that I didn't, to be honest with you, man, I just didn't want to do like a real job. Like yeah. I hated it. Yeah. Like I was working in some shithole Phoenix, um, real estate place. And like my boss was a prick and I was like, dude, what am I doing? <laughs> like, like it was just a nightmare. Just, uh, so we just hopped on the mics and we we're actually going back from LA to Scottsdale, LA to Scottsdale. Cause he moved to LA and, he moved here and yeah, man, we just started, you know, hundred episodes deep now or a couple hundred. Um, but yeah, we just, we just liked having a good time talking shit. That was pretty much it. I know how you feel about not getting a real job, but I was in the American league and I look across at this guy that's six foot four juiced up out of his mind. I'm like, fuck it. I'll fight him. Cause I don't want to go back and have some fucking <laughs> bullshit job either. So I know what you're saying, but wet jeans, yeah. where'd you, I mean, we all like wet panties. I know that, but where, where, where did the wet jeans come? Where did this fucking name come? Did you piss yourself when you drank or something? Why wet jeans? Uh, so we have, we've actually never said it before, but I'll kind of just give oh. you uh, a little summary. But okay. we were in Santa Monica trying to figure out, um, you know, what we're going to do with this thing. Is this realistic? Like, cause we're both not really, uh, there's no, like you guys know that there's no blueprint for podcasts. You're just kind of like, yeah. you know, run and gun. Um, one of our buddies spilled a drink on himself somewhere and, and we just started like spitballing. Like, it would be funny if we named it, like he was wearing khaki shorts or like wet khakis or piss khakis. <laughs> and all of a sudden the name just popped out and we're like, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it comes from that. What, what's the, what's your favorite thing you like about Danny Heatley? Well, like when you, when you look at, when you look, have you met him before? No, man, I never met him. People always ask me like, do you like, I remember people were asking me, do you want to meet him? And I was like, it, I did it at the time because I thought it might be weird because he started getting like a lot of attention uh, when the account blew up. Like I remember like Minnesota radio hosts and shit were asking questions. I'm like, God, this guy probably fucking hates me, you know, because I'm like running this parody account that's like, you know, directly uh, involves him. So I kind of stayed away from um, I didn't know if I wanted to meet him or not, but I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, his agent actually emailed me. And I was in school, like who the hell is, you know, selling these t-shirts. And I told her, I'm like, I'm literally, I'll send you a picture in my dorm room. It was just ceiling to floor, just stacked up with t-shirts and all, all the merch. I'm like, I'm just some kid at ASU, like putting myself there. I, I remember I failed a couple of my online classes, so you have to repay. And I was like using that money to stay in the class. So I didn't have to like tell my mom, I, I have to redo the class and pay again and stuff. So I just sneakily re-enroll in it. And I was using the money for that type of shit and to party and stuff. And then after that, she was like, oh, okay. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Um, no worries. He doesn't care. So, like, that was pretty cool that, you know, he let me do that. Because uh, he didn't have to. He probably could have shut down the merch I was selling in a, like, heartbeat. Yeah. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd stay no. at ASU for five extra years, too. Fuck selling t-shirts. Just slinging t-shirts, chasing broads. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound bad at all. Hey, slinging tees, chasing broads. Come on. Yeah. yeah, dude, I just, like, stopped going to class, too. Like, I was on the, I was on academic probation, like, for the hockey team at one point. Like, I had a .92 GPA. Like, not even a one. Like, a .92. Uh, and it was probably because <laughs> I was just selling shit out of my dorm. .92. And just pissing the money away and partying. Like, not that that's, like, in hindsight, probably shouldn't have done it, but it was awesome at the time. I thought I was like the man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I hear you, buddy. I thought I was the man at one point, too. Um, you, you would love Heater, man. I played my whole career against Heater, obviously, and then I was down in the jungle, and right at the deadline, we traded for Heater to San Antonio. So I'll never forget, first home game, he's like, oh, where, 
where, where, where's the guy get a beer here after the game? I said, I think in the trainer's room here, there's probably, and there was a six pack in there by about the fourth home game. Heater had 24 on ice in there. And he's like, I'm like, Heater, I can't sit here and drink 12 beers with you after every fucking game. A, I got to drive home and B, I'm getting fatter by the second. So he was one of my, he was a beauty, man. I love Heater. And he was one of my first like NHL moments. I was in Nashville, my very first training camp. And I think my first or second game was on the road in Atlanta. And it was him and Kovalchuk out there. And he looks at me being an Alberta kid and he's like, he's like, ah, you're the next fucking kid from Alberta coming up here or something. He says something to me. And then he went out and scored four in this exhibition game. And I was like, that is, he's the sickest hockey player I've ever seen play. Yeah. And it was kind of my first, like, holy fuck, these guys are good. He had six style yeah, here six too. Style. He had six style. You know, yeah, he, it, it's crazy because uh, the stuff that I would tweet, so many people would ask me, like, you know him? Because it's such like a similar. And I was like, no, dude, like, I, I don't know him. I just like, I feel like uh, the guy that created the video, like hit the nail on the head. But yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about him. Like a great teammate, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I don't know if I could say I had the opportunity to meet him, but um, yeah, I, I was definitely reluctant because I was like, fuck, dude, I don't know if this guy, how this guy feels about like what happened because it, it blew, like I didn't think it was going to fucking blow up, you know? Like yeah. I was like on the team bus and our goalie turns around. And he's like, dude, you you got like 2,000 followers now because Taylor Hall retweeted it like out of nowhere. So I definitely owe him a beer. Um, <laughs> and then from that, it just like exploded. So yeah, but no, I, I'm sure. Yeah, I've heard nothing. If you, if you ever meet Heater and you want to just get in his good books, just bring him 12 beer, 24 beer. Be like, <laughs> nice to meet you, Heater. He'll throw those babies on ice and you'll be his best buddy. He's he's the ultimate team guy. Like he just loves being at the rink. He loves going for dinners. He loves having beers with the boys. Like it, it was it was great for me. Another great Heater story. The first three on three, like in the jungle, you got to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we were both older. So first three on three on the Sunday, I'm not on the bus because I told Tom Rowe early in the season, I'm not playing three and threes. So Heater's like, well, where the where the fuck are you? I go, Heater, I don't play three and threes. And he's like, this will be my last. So then he told Tom. So anytime there was a Sunday game, me and Heater would stay back in San Antonio and be able to enjoy our day together. So it was, it was great. You guys went to the, the final four one year too, didn't you? He called me up. The boys were the boys were heading on a bus ride to Oklahoma, and we weren't going. And he said, "This was Saturday night, and I was just getting tuned up." And he's like, "You hey, do you want to go tomorrow to? It was in Indianapolis. Wisconsin's playing in the in the in the national championship basketball." I said, "Can I? You got room for two? This girl I was dating at the time. He's like, "Yeah, I got room for two. So he had a private bird fly us to fucking Indianapolis, watch the game, and fly us back. Yeah, nice. Unbelievable. See, that's, that's unbelievable. Danny Heatley for you, right that's there. That's Danny Heatley, brother. Yeah, that's incredible. Wait, so you could just tell them, like, I'm not going to play three games. <laughs> well, listen, we, we yeah. We, <laughs> when you're heat, yeah, we, we, right we had a good team. We were, we were, this was near the end of the year and we were going to win our division. And Tom Rowe, who's an old school guy, just said, T-Rex, listen, bro, like we got seven, eight D. I'm not fucking driving a bus ride to Oklahoma city and play. Like, it's just not happening. Like, and he agreed with it. And then it just worked out that heater showed up there. And, and the one day me and heater were supposed to show up to practice on the team wasn't there. He's like, T-Rex, he's like, kind of funny how both you and Danny were sick today. I'm like, yeah, it must be, must be a cold go around, coach. <laughs> That's all time. That's hey, unreal. I want to ask you, so you kind of answered this question a little bit. You moved, because you were at Action Park Media with our boy, Kevin Connolly, who helped us start this podcast. Um, so you were coming into LA, recording, then going back to Scottsdale, and you boys just decided it'd be a lot easier to, to do it out in Phoenix? Yeah, yeah, it was tough. Um, we... Originally, when we started, we were doing that because me and Andy and I were in different cities. And then when uh, Action Park came into play, we're like, you know what? We'll give it a shot again, traveling back and forth. Uh, it just it just got like too much. Yeah. Um, it was too crazy. 
it's tough, you know, even like little things like, um, you know, merch and doing things like that. It's hard when you're not in the same city. So, yeah, we just decided, like, let's kind of get locked in in Scottsdale, see what we could do here. And maybe we'll go back to L.A. in the future. Um, but for now, yeah, we kind of decided, like, to stay put. Yeah, that's it for us. We were, we were we were it was during COVID. So when we started doing it. We would zip up in the Sprinter van and the Sprinter van was costing us more money than we were making. And then we're like, fuck, once COVID's over, there's no way we could continue to go to LA, man, because it's going to take us from not 45 minutes. It'll take us two hours to get there. So we, we know what you're saying. We loved our time at 8 PM, but it was just like, same thing too much for us, like driving up and trying to do everything. And so we lucked yeah. out with this place. Yeah. I hear you, man. Like we were, we were buying flights and, and stuff and like just throwing it all on credit and like, oh, I'll pay it later. Who cares? And it was like uh, racking up bills. And honestly, when we got there too, like we were treating it like it was a vacation. Like those guys at APM, they would, uh, you know, they would get us into restaurants. We definitely shouldn't have been at. And they would, uh, <laughs> so we would kind of go a little crazy and forget we're there for like, you know, business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, a little tough with the travel and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, same boat, same thing. Don't worry. Khan's got us in some parties when we were younger that we probably shouldn't have been in. Yeah. yeah. And we were national leaguers, <laughs> but we were still at some of these parties in the Hills being like, Holy fuck. This yeah, is, we un- still think we're in the right party. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Like this is unbelievable. <laughs> Look at this. There we go. There's Vin Diesel walking by. What's up, Vin? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> hey, yeah. so who you been, uh, what have you been focused on, on, on the Twitter? Have you been trolling anyone lately? Like the playoffs going on right now? What do you, you know, what, what, what kind of clickbait you've been using? <laughs> Yeah, man, I've actually, I've been trolling a lot, but it's not me. It's honestly just because I've been drinking a lot of wine every single night. <laughs> me like, too, the playoffs, bro. And I, I just, like when the playoffs are on, dude, I feel, I feel weird if I don't have a drink in my hand. And that leads to me kind of like getting reckless. I've been talking shit about Gary Bettman, how he needs to pay the players, uh, which is like, you know, people always come at me and they're like, hey, man, there's a lot of things, you know, that go into the players and their pay. I know, you know, but um, I've been pretty rattled that the hurricanes for no good reason whatsoever, just cause I want to fire up their fan base. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm trying to think of a couple other ones. Um, Let's start, let, let me jump in real quick on the hurricanes yeah. fan base, bro, because they're, they're kind of, they're fucking, they're tough. They're nasty. We said last week on missing curfew. I said to Updog, this is going to be a snooze fest. Like, let me see the ratings on TNT and ESPN with the Hurricanes and Devils. And they came at me last week, bro. They came at mm-hmm. me with some heat. And I think I saw you tweet something like, these Hurricanes fans pound for pound on social media are as ruthless as anybody. Yeah, they're psychotic. They're absolute <laughs> freaks. Uh, I, <laughs> I opened up my DMs. I usually have them closed just because it's usually a lot of negative stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, 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 I dish it out. I could take it back, but. It was all Hurricanes fans. Like it was, I didn't even know there were that many people in that state. I mean, it was just like or those states. Passionate. Um, it, it, they were just like giving it to me. I, was like, I respect it though. Have you I ever was, been? Have you been to a game? Because and I, I responded to some of them, and that's actually I, I was going to ask you about that. Um, I love playing in Carolina. I love that was a great place to go on the road. It was a place where I got some sleep. Right, there was nothing to do. I got a nice dinner, go to bed, wake up. So I like their fans, and it's rocking. Have you ever been to a game there? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. They yeah. they tailgate as up, up dog knows they tailgate, and it, it's pretty it's pretty ruckus. I just thought from a television perspective, it was kind of be. Oh well, yeah, yeah, but I they mean, they don't fuck around. No, yeah, I actually speaking of places that are crazy, uh, I went to a Panthers game on a Saturday night. Uh, it was I think the beginning. No, it was last year, and everyone, you know, there's always a stigma or whatever you want to call it, and people are like, oh, you know, hockey in Florida. Dude, the rink was fucking, it was a buzzsaw. It was crazy in there. I actually, 
my mom was in the city. I took her to the game and she doesn't really go to games. And she was like, what is this? Like, it was like a club. It was awesome. Like, so I'll never, I I've kind of been tweeting out a bit too. like put respect on the, the Panthers arena. Like that. It was fucking amazing. It was sick. Yeah. I was rocking the game. Playoffs, yeah, play, listen, playoffs. I, I went to a game seven, our first round there. It is, it goes off. Yeah. It goes off the charts. And then they, you know, they put those clubs in there. They got that red club and then they did the Panther club. They kind of know how to attract, like, uh, you know, the people that want to mix yeah. it up. It was good. They, they had that fucking Haslam that's still playing basketball for the Heat somehow. That guy's fucking older enough. Did he come to the game? He did, like, the fucking charge-up really? thing. Yeah, yeah, where you get him going. Yeah, I'm like, how fucking old is that guy? He's still playing? Fuck, I did. No, he can't be. Is yeah, he? they said this. He's retiring after this year. This will wow. be his last year. The Heat are good, too. The Heat are really good. Jimmy Buckets. Buckets. Hey, I want to ask you about, on social media, sometimes I struggle. Like, not struggle, but like I'll have a response ready to fire out, and then I back off. I'm like, I better not say that. Like, right? Are you like- Hockey ones or political ones? Just not, no. <laughs> not political ones, although, fuck, I can really stir the pot with that. But more like, I want to rip this guy. Like, like it's some fucking loser from wherever, and I, and I'm, I got it here, and then I back off. Are you- are you always responding to him? Like you got 255 followers on Twitter. Like that's a yeah. lot. To, I can imagine the heat you got going. Do you, do you let him have it back or just take it with a grain of salt? Like it is what it is. Uh, it's half and half to be honest with you. It's, it's, um, it usually depends if I'm drinking or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I'm having a couple, I'll, I'll fire back. But um, yeah, man, so it, sometimes the backlash is crazy. Like I'll say shit and people will take it out of, out of proportion. I'll wake up the next day. Like, like with fucking like pirate eye, like one eye, just like scrolling through, like what did I say? Like, it, and there's like tons of people like just coming at me. Um, I'd say it's half and half. It's I kind of I definitely toe the line, but um, like I'll give you an example. Like some journalist I, I responded to, and I don't remember exactly what I said, but he went to my Instagram and he kind of like found out personal information about me and stuff like that, and it was getting like weird. So I'll I'll stay away from anyone that's really gonna like take it away off Twitter. Um, but if it's just Twitter back and forth, yeah, I'll, I'll I have no problem. You know, I did a podcast last week and I, I said, you got the one guy was upset about up dogs tweet. I said, listen, when the red wine gets flowing, the up dog, nobody's yeah, safe, nobody safe on Twitter. Up dog was letting this guy know about the Tampa Bay lightning. You know, he was kind of letting the lightning yeah. and up dog went back at him. And I did this podcast. He's oh like, yeah. Yeah. Andy Strickland dog was coming Strickland. out. Going, listen, oh yeah. Nobody, strict show. Nobody's safe it. when the up dog has the camus open and the fucking Twitter fingers going. Right. You <laughs> no, like for tweet, sure. Yeah, you Fuck like yeah. tweet. But for us too, and this is a little different, right? Cause you get to, you not say hide behind the parody of your account, but like, you know, y- your name isn't really attached to it on a, on a public fucking marketplace. Right. And you're like, yeah. So, so you can kind of like, you can kind of go and your, your fans are just as big a mutants as our fans too. Like they're, when you're tweeting drunk, they're drunk tweeting back at you. They're not, you they're know, drunker. they're drunker. They're all, they're all at home watching the games too. Just fucking probably just double licked. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely helps. I don't have, you know, like you said, like I don't have a credential. I don't have, um, you know, I don't have a whole lot to lose basically. So like, <laughs> so like I'm not gonna have a lot of repercussions like um in my like professional life which i don't really have one but um yeah i i, I totally i totally understand that yeah i, I just totally. the one thing with me to be honest is i kind of gauge it on like if i feel like having all these mentions like um i tweeted something the other day and i'm still i'm still getting oh um tweeted about that guy who hit uh what was it heiskanen in the face yeah or, or was it heiskanen yeah it took the puck yeah. in the face yeah 
Yeah, dude. And still this morning, people are like, you fucking idiot. Like it got deflected off shooter, da da da. And it's fine reading it. I don't care. I get called a fucking idiot every single day. Yeah, it doesn't me bother me. Um, but sometimes like three, four days of just like reading, it, I'm just like, ah, oh, I, I shouldn't well, have said anything. It's just annoying. I'll, I'll <laughs> just what, put out a naked photo of yourself. So <laughs> it'll totally it'll totally change how their, their mentions are coming out. Even. Yeah, I'm glad the news cycle's pretty quick. I yeah. always talk about I'll that. I'll switch like, this up. Not. Watch this. Sometimes it's fun to get the Twitter mutants going, though. Like, for example, last night I was so fucking bored watching my money go out the window <laughs> with the Oilers that I just tweeted out like who I would play as the six defensemen as the next game and I knew what was coming and it was almost entertaining for me and then another thing last week the Canucks color job I'm like I'm gonna fuck with people on Twitter next thing you know I got like 25 texts people being like congrats on the job Obes looking forward to you I'm like I didn't get the fucking job I'm just fucking around here boy so sometimes it's fun to fuck right back with I guess is what I'm saying heat daddy yeah, like a little, I'll give you guys a tip. If you ever need to change something up, just put out a list. If you put out like a top 10 athletes or oh, yeah. I, I listed like top five sandwiches and like people go nuts. They're like, what? Jimmy John's is better than Jersey Mike's. And it'll just last for days. Um, the top 10 athletes list I do go crazy. So that's a good one to kind of uh, reroute. Hey, he tell you, I got to ask you, like, you know, me and Updog, one of the reasons we played in the NHL or wanted to play in the NHL was for girls, right? So when you got 255,000 followers and you started becoming famous, even though it's kind of a heat daddy, like not you, did, like, did your DM start to blow up a little bit with the with some broads? or how, It's got to help a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like sometimes, like, I'll um put, this is definitely a joke. I don't really do this for real, but I'll turn on my notifications if there's like a hot girl around and my phone is like bling, 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 bling. And like, oh my God, what is that? So like, <laughs> that's kind of a conversation starter. But, uh, but uh, yeah, dude, definitely. Um, even at ASU, it was weird. Like there was, you know, a handful of Canadian girls that I'd say, you know, my audience is almost probably half Canadian on the dot. Um, and they just knew about it. I, and that definitely, like I said, as a conversation starter and, and uh, yeah, it definitely helped with the chicks. hundred percent. Right. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. Instagram was just coming when I was near the end of my league, but I can't imagine some of these guys now with this. It's kind no, of, no, you don't have to go out anymore. Ups, you know, like, I know. It might have saved your career. <laughs> yeah, you really I would have had games. a little more hop in my stride for sure. Cause remember looking at your clock, you're like, fuck, it's 12 right now. If I don't know, I'm looking 130 right in the face here. Like now you're just fucking Twitter fingers or Instagram fingers. So it's gotta be nice for these young guys. So what do you yeah. got? What do you got storylines right now coming up? Like, what do you see happening? Uh, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you about the refs. Cause I know I've been ripping the refs all yeah. fucking playoffs. Although we're about to do our weekly rundown. The refing has been better, but what did you think about the first round where you, you didn't like it, right? No, I, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was just like inconsistent. Um, there were like a lot of phantom calls to me. And uh, yeah, I feel like the refs are almost trying to control it too much. And, uh, and like for me, I, what I remember is like the first, especially the first round of the playoffs. I mean, there's a lot that they let go as they should. Like guys are trying their hardest. Guys are playing hard. Like shit's going to happen. They're calling like, you know, holds in the corner because a guy's glove would grave a, a great, like, whatever graze yeah. a dude's hip you know and they call it a hold so yeah i was rattled and um like i don't know if you guys know tim peel but he was kind of oh, like yeah. coming at, i don't know what the relationship is there but like he he was kind of coming at me like oh dude be better like they're doing a good job and i was like no they're not like what game are you watching dude um <laughs> i saw so, yeah. that i did see that 
Yeah, I mean, in my Peeler's drunk too for sure. Don't worry, Peeler's drunk for sure. (laughs) Yeah, he actually the day a day later he like tweeted me a picture of uh, him drinking a beer, and I was like, "That's funny." But uh, yeah, I I just think they're calling it like way too tight to begin with. Yeah, hundred percent. And now they're letting everything go, and I love it way more. But like the first round is, it's not like you should be okay. The first round's a gimme. We're gonna get these young refs and what like Minnesota Wild. Marcus Foligno, yeah. I mean, if he had a different ref in that series, maybe it's different. Like, you can't just say, okay, the first round is going to be called like this, and then the second round is going to be normal playoff hockey ups. Like, well, they yeah. weed out half the refs in the no, second I know, round, but too. Like, but yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. It's It feels like just the first round's so emotional, back and forth, like yeah. way more physical than the well, second, third, fourth rounds, right? Yeah. But, uh, but it just becomes more difficult for the refs. And we have so much hockey to consume that we're like, how come they can't just fucking get it right? You know, it's a, it is an issue and it's always a fucking issue. Yeah. It is a tough job too. Like I got to, you know, they, they have a hard fucking job. I know. Totally. I can oh, do yeah, that. But it's fucking some... put the whistle away. Don't make it harder. I hate when they have a hard job. Yeah. Well, they're making it fucking harder. We had a hard job too. He had to go to the net against fucking Chris Pronger. I had to try to stop whoever, like yeah. everyone's job's hard. I hate when people make that excuse for them. They're getting paid. Well, put your fucking whistle away. Everyone's job's hard. Yeah, you know what? Fuck that, dude. Yeah, fuck, don't get that. soft on I'm me now, bro. That again. Don't get soft on me now. Hey, <laughs> you, uh, our, our boy Mark Prince did a, did a lot of homework on you, so Princey, thank you. Princey loves you. Um, you love Darren. You love Darren Pang between the benches. What are oh. your thoughts on TNT and ESPN as a guy that loves hockey and is doing some cool stuff? Do you like the telecast, or which one do you watch more? TNT. I think TNT is great. I really like what TNT is doing. ESPN. I mean. They just got to be better, dude. Like, I just, uh, it's tough. And I'm speaking from a fan perspective. You know, I'm not, I always want to, you know, preface it was like, I I understand they have, you know, things that people, they have to hire for specific reasons. But if you're the worldwide leader in sports and all that shit, like, I think ESPN has to be way better. Um, they, they just bother me. They, they, I think they're focused, not to get political, but I think they're more focused on the political side of things than to actually, um focus on what the fans want and stuff um but i think tnt i watch way more i think they're excellent over there yeah what about the set on espn i feel like with all that money at espn like maybe met, let the, the set a little bit better like Scott Van like, Pelt style. His yeah, is like spread it out a bit our fucking studio yeah. is almost bigger we don't I even know. we're not even making any money here. where are they sticking yeah. them in the back closet <laughs> yeah, like they're like hey uh, nhl espn back there in the fucking right beside the shitter there's your studio <laughs> Yeah, they just don't give a shit, I feel like. I feel like they could do better, and it's no disrespect to certain people that work. Because I, I like I like people that work for ESPN, but at, overall, the product is just like, dude, what the fuck? And I have to, like, hold myself back from, like, complaining about it. every. I, I'm, I'm going to complain about it more, but every time I watch an ESPN broadcast, I'm like, it's got to be better. Like, it, it, it's figured out, you know? I agree. Did you like the dude last night that called the Oilers game? Was it Burke? Yeah, Who called the game? Was it Burke? I, think? I don't know. I don't he know was a little. I was just so mad up you watching that game. I, know, I, I, I didn't even know who was calling like the game. Intense and the, it's the play-by-play guy last night. He kind of bugs me. I, <laughs> I don't know his fucking name. I respect Brian Boucher, but like sometimes as a color, like less is just, more. Like you don't need to talk as a whole play is going on, right? Like just less is more. I yeah. think. Yeah. Like stay in your well, head. I guess I watch so much hockey now. I get picky. Well, especially right. when your team that you're putting your money on is getting worked, you're probably the, the guy probably oh, pissed yeah, you off a little bit more, right? <laughs> Shut up, Burke. Fuck me. Yeah. Hey, sure. Heat Daddy, uh, me and the Updog are lucky. We have DraftKings as one of our main sponsors. Um, 
I gamble on hockey because some nights, if I didn't, I couldn't watch it. It's just so, you know, too soft for me. Um, do, you, do you ever gamble on it? Do you, do you like to bet on it? Or are you just strictly watching it out of the passion of, uh, of being a butte? Oh, no, dude. I'm gambling. On <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I, I every game. Yeah, like I actually, Islanders, Hurricanes, I, I was just taking under every single game. Just like just so I cannot be pissed off about uh, watching like the lack of offense. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, some of those games surprised me, but yeah, every, I pretty much all of action on like every game, pretty much <laughs> like uh, it just makes it so much better. Uh, yeah. Especially, you know, teams like the Oilers and, you know, you have the two, you know, incredible players um, betting on them to score. I think it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Like I think dry was like minus minus one fifty five to score last night. And I'm just like, that is so belligerent. Like it's yeah. a testament to how good he yeah, is. Yeah, right. But, That's crazy. Um, minus one fifty five. It's crazy. It's insane. But uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely love hammering over when teams like that are playing. Obviously, it didn't work out last night. But yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to our boy Tom Riley. He does first period overs. And two years ago, <laughs> I went on a run on first period overs. I remember one day I was at Uppy's old house and we had Florida Columbus first period over. Before the first TV timeout, it was a 2 nothing Panthers. I'm like, there we go. That's a nice win. Yeah. And this series, Oilers-Vegas, they've moved it up. Some people make it two, which pisses me off. But it's hit. It's been three goals in the first three mm-hmm. games. First period overs in that series seem to be just like locks. It's a scary bet when it's, it's two. It's a scary bet when it's two. But, it, but it's almost better yeah, than, than it being one and a half. Because At minus it, 190 or something, Yeah, right? because if you only get the one or zero, you get fucking double smacked. And when it goes to, it brings it down to like basically yeah, a even pickup, pick. even. Yeah. So there, there's. So yeah, maybe I got to give my balls a tug, eh? Yeah. Well, just because odds are it's going to tie. Odds are that Skinner's going to let a stinker in before the fucking <laughs> T first TV time. Oh. What does that guy do before a game? Does he not do a ladder drill or play soccer? Like every game I'm like, is shaky early. Let's win it. Stretch like, the groins. Fucking By the way, speaking of groins, that other kid put his groin on backwards, right? Broussois. Broussois. Yeah, yeah, yeah right that. away. That's, yeah, just you can know. It's played junior up in Edmonton too. I didn't know that. Yeah, big yeah. boy, man. I thought I he was a Frenchman, but he's game. from Alberta, I think. Yeah, big yeah. boy. Fuck. You know what? We're actually going to talk about this. Um, I think Hill's their best goalie. I, I, I'm, I didn't. I feel bad for Bressois, but I think Hill's better than him. Yeah, and he looked pretty that. good you've last night when he came since, in. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Actually, a lot of the time, uh, I remember like Boucher. We we're just talking about Boucher was acting like he was a rookie. I'm like, dude, he has like over a hundred games, and if you watch him play, uh, I was actually at the Knights game this year. They played the Devils, and Brat and Hughes were just fucking buzzing like those those two kids i could watch those two kids yeah. skate you know forever they're unbelievable um but hill had like the best game of his career and everyone was like i'm like dude if you just watch the games a little bit like you'll know like he's a he's a really he's a big guy like he's sound uh he's athletic um but yeah i think i agree with you i think he's their their best option speaking of big guys that weigh a lot i probably should be chirping here but what do you think robert leonard's weighing right now wherever he is Remember Robert Leonard last year, two yeah. years ago at the end of the season? I went to a game where his face mask was his fucking face. And I, I text down to a guy that works for Vegas. I'm like, this guy is not under 300 pounds right now. I guarantee it. And I got some intel that near the end of the season, he was he north was of 300. Come wow. on. North Holy of 300 shit. playing net for the fucking Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. And I know he battled mental health and all that stuff. And I know that's a real thing, but that's a big boy between the pipes. Yeah. You don't even have to go down yeah. if you're that big. No, I, some, some of my golf buddies yeah. always be like, hey, why don't they just get the fattest guy to play goalie, like a sumo wrestler or something? I'm like, because he won't be able to get up if he falls yeah, down. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, once they start going post to post, <laughs> yeah. he might be in one. But um, yeah. 
I want to ask you about Devils fans, bro. I, I, I've uh, me and Updog. Updog's a big Devils guy because of our boy Frosty and Jack Hughes. I love Jack Hughes too. Um, but the Devils fans, man, they've been all over me. Do you ever get some some hate from those people, or are, are you Devils supporter? Uh, I, I'm a supporter of Jack Hughes. I like Brat too. I, I like uh, I like Mercer. Um, but yeah, they, they're definitely all over me because sometimes, like <laughs> like I said, I'm from New York and. Uh, the kind of the Rangers bias comes out a little bit and yeah, they'll be all over me for sure. And those people, they are, uh, they're a fiery group for sure. Um, a lot of idiots too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they'll be all over my shit. Did you like, lose some money in the first the Rangers, round? man? Yeah, they did fucking, you lose some money that in the game first seven round? was embarrassing, oh, yeah. right? Like, yeah, fucking... I mean, I, dude, I thought they were going to sweep like the first me two too. games. I was like, Oh my God, they're going to, they're going to sweep. Um, and then they, they just, Dude, they they look discombobulated. Like I, I don't know where what's going on with Panarin or, um, I, you know, even Kreider. Like I feel like Kreider looked good, and then he kind of slowly disappeared. Zabinajad was like, "What the fuck?" Um, I feel like yeah, it was bizarre. It, it's like they just fell apart. Too many superstars in a room. I think not enough guys giving a fuck. Just too many, you know, just yeah. too many fucking guys needing the puck and being, you know, I need to be the guy and. You can't, you can't I have just, too many of those I'll be, I just like, you know, I was whatever, an average NHL player, but I can't imagine playing in a game seven and not giving yeah. it everything you have. Like if, you, if you're, and I like Panarin and I've argued with, you know, our girl Jackie Redmond and EJ that I think Panarin is still the biggest star in, in New York, not Jack Hughes. And I don't know if I can say that anymore after the playoffs and the way he played in game seven, like he wasn't even trying it looked yeah. like to me. Like you yeah, gotta no, dig right. in there. Yeah, I don't know Anything. if they were tired or or they looked tired, but they like they couldn't even pass the puck. It seemed like it, it was weird, but you know, Got to like hats off to the Devils for coming back like 2 0. I think, didn't they just do that again? They were down 2 0. And now, oh, if, they win win tonight, if they win tonight, yeah, they love going down zero games <laughs> to two. It's fucking crazy. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> um, speaking of who's left, well, what are your uh, who do you think's the best team left? Who do you got to win the Stanley Cup? What, what are you thinking, fella? Uh, I'm thinking, to be honest, man, after last night, I think Vegas. I think Fuck, they looked uh, good. I know. If they play like they did last night, I think Vegas has it. Like they look so clean. Um, like every time they br- they were breaking out the puck, it was easy. Uh, they they were just all over it. Um, but I do think Florida. I think you know what? I'm gonna backtrack. I'm gonna say Vegas out of the West, Florida out of the East, and with those two, who knows? But yeah. Florida hit their fucking stride. Like they're they're on a mission. So. Um, I'm, I am kind of biased. I know some of the guys on Vegas, so I want them to win, but I'd say like the Panthers are the Knights for me. Yeah. The Panthers, just their dress room looks Seattle so much Devils. fun. Yeah. Seattle, Seattle Devils. Devils. He wouldn't be saying that if he's still in the league paying escrow. Seattle <laughs> Devils. You fucking up, dog. Give me all your escrow money. You're not getting any back, fellas. Seattle's a crazy team. They look annoying to play against. They right? are. They, they would be. They just all play the same way. Like they all have good sticks. Like they, they just, they. First every puck. Like I think they, they kick. Up. I think they kicked like the Oilers' ass because they're depth. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on anymore. I thought the Oilers were going to just spank Vegas, and it was the other way around. And there's no rhyme or reason for no. anything. <laughs> I'm taking it on the yeah. chin. Like it's fucking. It is weird. Yeah. It's weird, I, right? I, I, it is weird. Yeah, I think like Seattle has like four of the same exact lines. It seems like like they. They just and again, like as a, from a fan, I think you know they could do it too. I just don't want them to. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. If they so, get Barakovsky and, and uh, McCann back for, like, the next round, heads up. Be, is there a chance Barakovsky can come back? He's, uh, f- from what I know, like, he's probably two, three weeks away. Oh, wow. 
So he'd be back. I think he'd be back for mid mid next round, maybe. Imagine a Vegas Kraken Western Conference final. Like yeah. how crazy would that be? Just like the two of the yeah, that'd be unbelievable. Yeah, um, be yo, Heat Daddy, your boys with Clayton Keller. Kells became a good buddy of ours. He's great to the pod. Um, how often do you see him in Scottsdale? And more importantly, where do you go out and mix in Scottsdale? Because this guy, yeah. this guy used to run Scottsdale. And did you sell him his pad or yeah. what? Is that your guy? He's- yeah, yeah. He's I I knew him. Um, actually, that's another one that's like we talked about previously, like doors opening. Uh, kind of met him through the account as well. Um, it all started, it started out here with, uh, Jarrett Stoll actually it was like the first one, Stoley, babe. Like, Hey, co- you know, have come have a couple. Um, <laughs> so it started with that. And just like, come since then, um, I meet guy, you know, you know how it goes, you, you know, you know, you meet guys and Kells was one of them even before when he was in, he wasn't even in the league yet. Uh, he was just out here already, but yeah, he's a real, he's a fucking great kid. Uh, obviously incredible player, better guy. Uh, yeah, I did sell him his house. That is true. Uh, oh, you know, sometimes I don't even say the guys cause like I get nervous. Like I don't want, you nah, know, he won't, care. Say, he yeah, won't yeah, care. Yeah, I, he won't care. I try to keep that, you know, it doesn't matter, but I always wonder like, ah, I don't want to associate, you know, my, myself with them just in case. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to um, scissor call. You don't want to sewer calls. Eh? You know, saying you, he's with the yeah. heat daddy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but to your other question, where to go out? Uh, I've been mixing it up like crazy, man. I've been doing. I've been on a huge restaurant bar kick where I just go to Ocean Forty Four. Um, I go to Sanctuary. Uh, Maple and Diego. Ash. Maple and Ash, nice spot. I've been there only once, which yeah. is weird. I was actually just talking to somebody about that. I heard their brunch goes crazy. Like all the chicks in there, are just like so horny. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a good one. Diego pops. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Montauk. Yeah, there's a bunch of places, dude. And it's like when I go out here, it's you. You want to go to one places, or yeah, I'll go to a couple of spots. You end up going to like 13 places. So uh, yeah, yeah, those are a couple I go to. I would. I always said this. I would put the staff up in Scottsdale, like at Old Town or wherever you go. Like that staff is like maybe besides Vegas, would you put South Sales the best staff? Yeah, it's because like, they're all wanting to get to, to LA, yeah, but they like, haven't quite yeah. got there yet, and they're, they're just still. They're, they're all just still so like ready to pounce you know? <laughs> I yeah it's you. crazy yeah. dude I, I can't even drive through old good town spot. anymore i'm like i'm like looking left and right like about the rear end of the car in front of me just like looking at the talent like it's it's really ridiculous speaking of scottsdale waste management uh, i go every year uh you seem like you, you might be a staple at waste management is that, <laughs> is that something you like to take part in or what yeah i've crawled around there a couple <laughs> years in a row now uh drunkest yeah, people i've sure. ever seen dude i used to go to bonnaroo with this beauty coachella outside lands drunkest people i've ever seen in my life is waste management when they walk out of there they are tuned up yeah i think i think a lot of it has to do with being outside you don't realize that you're outside you know in the sun all day just like drinking um but yeah that that event is crazy and also like speaking of kells you know he he's always like hey we have you know i have this pass you could have or that pass like greenskeeper whatever like all this shit that i shouldn't be at and they (laughs) let me go like the boy the the coyotes have a great group like i like they um they really show me a good time too. So waste management is one of them where I really like, I fucking, I let it rip there. I floor it. So yeah, it's, it's a definitely a, a shit show, but in a good way. Yeah. Let me ask you about the coyotes because I was a big fan of them. Uh, unfortunately me and the updog didn't make it to mold arena this year, which was, was a bummer, but um, the new rink, it's coming up the vote soon here. Like Tempe, like you, it's a great place if they can get this new barn. Like we think Austin Matthews will go back home if they can get that new rink. Yeah, I think it's a possibility. I think it, it would be a perfect fit because by the time it's done, uh, you know, what would he be? You know, 
30, 29, 30 years old or something like that. By the time it got done, I think like that's like right in the pocket. So yeah. uh, I hope they get it done. I think the, whoever are the idiots that put it in the West Valley are just like, what do you, I, I just, I understand around the area in Glendale, like that oh. little venue and the restaurants is, it's a good setup, but it's just in the wrong place. Yeah, I think if brutal. you had it, a real arena in Tempe or in the East Valley, man, like people would really see that, like, you know, people come to the games and enjoy the sport for sure. Uh, but hopefully it goes through. I don't know the politics behind it. Like, I don't know if it's a bunch of fucking old people that don't want it there or whatever, but hopefully it goes through. It'll be huge. I agree. Well, he daddy. Thanks buddy. You're a beauty. Uh, keep it going. Next time we're in uh, Scottsdale or if you're ever out in LA, hit us up. We'll, uh, we'll definitely mix it up. It's, it's getting too hot for being Scottsdale now, but maybe I'll see you in the fall out there. I got to come see Kels. Play some golf with and them. send us some places, eh? We might move this ship fucking yeah, right yeah. out to the desert. Fuck, yeah, <laughs> we might we just might. pack yeah. up this studio and all this There's shit. This thing's in here. right on wheels. We just wheel right out of here. We can go wherever we <laughs> yeah. want. We're fed up with the taxes, eh? We want to come out and enjoy that sunny weather. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Thanks for having me on. This is a blast. I appreciate it. So just chill to the next episode. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.